Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to a Thunder and Lightning exclusive here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad, and I'm joined now by DJ Shockley from ESPN. He'll be calling the game this weekend along with Dave Neal and Don Davenport. DJ, Dave Neal has got to have called some games you actually played in. How much grief do you give him about that? <laughs> oh, man, I remember when I first got with Dave uh, almost three years ago. I was asking him about uh, when was his first game, and he went back to, like, Jefferson Pilot. And yeah. So he had been around, like, 20 years. So, yeah, he, so he definitely remember calling some of my games. Uh, so I give him a little grief every now and then about uh, uh, him being around so long. But, hey, you got to respect it, dude. Oh, he's yeah. been doing it for a while and uh, knows what he's talking about. You know when you hear Dave Neal's voice, you're listening to SEC Sports. So that's, that, that, that's a great thing, in my opinion. All right, nobody's going to know more about you know the ups and downs that come at the quarterback position than you. You obviously played it for all those years at Georgia. When you look at K.J. Costello, the, the, he was on the highest of highs after that week one win against LSU. These last two weekends, not so much, turning the ball over. He doesn't look like the same guy. When you see him, beyond what you know they're doing defensively against him, what do you see from K.J. Costello that's different from week one to now? Well, you know what? I, when I watch the film, as you can tell there's a little uneasiness about him. Uh, there's a little, uh, when you say not comfortable inside the pocket, and sometimes your eyes take you away where you should be. And you can see that with the accuracy. You can see that with the attempts, where the ball goes. Sometimes he's forcing the ball into coverages. And I think everything came so easy to him in that first week. Now he's had to adjust the last couple of weeks and adjust to what he's seeing. And obviously everybody knows uh, the last two weeks have been that drop eight coverage, and they got to find a way to – to, to remedy that, especially when they're sitting down in different zones. And uh, when you watch the film as well, it's not just on, on KJ. It's the receivers outside as well. It's guys understanding where they fit in different zones and how to get there fast enough to affect all the coverages and all that kind of stuff. So uh, there's a multitude of things that are surrounding KJ, but KJ has to do a better job as well of not trying to force the issue and just being more patient with the football and then – making those decisions a little bit faster inside the pocket than he has. When teams want to drop that many guys into coverage and then they're basically letting you have those four- and five-yard passes, does it just sort of become a war of attrition and it's whoever makes the first mistake is going to lose? Yeah, I mean, defenses, they look forward to you going 10, 11-play drives because they know in that drive sequence, one or two plays, somebody's going to make a mistake and – it's the old adage, you know, if you make them earn it, then, hey, they deserve it. But sometimes it's hard for all 11 guys to go 10, 11, 12 plays and do everything right every single play. So they're expecting you to have a, a mishap one way or another. And it's tough when, you know, you're, you you saw the success that your offense could have and the numbers that you can put up, and then the next couple games is dink and dunk. You don't have the explosive plays. You don't stretch the field vertically. So, in your mind, you want to go back to the success that you had, but right now uh, you have to be patient and you have to take what they give you. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to uh, look good. It's not going to blow up the stat line. But at the end of the day, if you're taking care of the ball, you've got a better opportunity to win the game. Kellen Mond is a veteran quarterback here in the SEC. There's not going to be anything Mississippi State can throw at him that's going to catch him off guard. But that said, their running game has been really good. Isaiah Spiller, one of the better running backs in the conference. State's been good against the run. If the Bulldogs can limit the running game for Texas A&M, do you think Kellen Mond can beat them as a pocket passer? Well, you know, I, I thought Kellen Mond played his best ball game throwing the football last week. I mean, he was 25 for 35. He completed 71% of his passes. He didn't throw the ball into coverage as well. 
Uh, I thought he made some really good decisions in that, in that ball game, which ultimately helped him. Yeah, being able to run the football is a big part of that. But when you also have an experienced QB back there who uh, has seen a lot of football, has seen all the coverages, has played in uh, bad games and played in some pretty good games, I thought last week was his best performance throwing the football down the field. And it's going to be tough sledding versus Mississippi State defense. As we know, they do a good job of taking the ball away. I think they got five games where they've got an interception, a fumble recovery, so they take the football away. And Kellen Mond this year has done a good job only throwing one interception uh, of not doing that. So if Kellen Mond can continue what he did last week and make it a consistent thing, they put a lot of stress on that Mississippi State defense if they're able to run the ball as well as be accurate throwing it with Kellen Mond. When you think about Mississippi State these past couple of weeks, turnovers is the first thing that, that comes to your mind. State's turn, you know, th- Costello's thrown nine interceptions. They have 11 overall. They have a couple of fumbles as well. But they've played close games relatively. I, I guess my question is, if State can play clean, if they can eliminate the turnovers or, or just win the turnover battle, is this a winnable game for Mississippi State? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think whenever you have a defense like Mississippi State has, I think it bodes well for you. I mean, they haven't given up a 100-yard rusher uh, rushing yards this year, so that, that tells you they're forcing teams to be one-dimensional. And when you're one-dimensional, that opens you up to a lot of different things. And this, this new style of defense that uh, Zach Arnett has brought to Mississippi State has worked out so far. So anytime you have a good defense, it gives you an opportunity to be in a ball game, which Mississippi State has been. When you don't turn it over or you don't have the pick sixes that give them extra possessions or gives them extra points on the board, it's always going to be a close game. So I lean heavily on if you have a good defense, you get an opportunity, but you have to do the things on offense as far as just taking care of the football. If they can do that, they got a good chance of being in this ball game. Sort of a big picture question to wrap us up here. You know, Mississippi State football has always been a football program that's identified itself as a physical running team. They've always run the football. They've always had good backs. Now making this transition to the air raid, you know, after the week one explosion and now to drop back to earth a little bit and maybe, you know, come back a little harder than you wanted to, a lot of MSU fans are, are, are struggling, I guess you would say, with, with, the, uh, with the change. Long term, do you think that the air raid offense is an offense that can be successful against SEC defenses? I think it starts up front. Um, a lot of teams, especially last week uh, versus, versus Kentucky, they rushed three, and at times they were able to get home with yeah. just three. You have to be able to block the three up front, and then that gives you an opportunity to throw the football down the field. And then there's also, if they're only rushing three, you need to be able to run the football. So uh, I think in the coming years or the coming times of this football team, you improve up front at the offensive line. Uh, I know that uh, Coach Lee loves Woody at running back. Tyler Hill is still a huge threat out of the backfield, run the football. If you can create those rush lanes, everything else will open up on the outside. And if teams continue to play this zone defense, and I'm sure this is not the first time Mike Leach has seen it over his you know tenure of coaching, uh, he's seen ways to beat that you know rush three, drop eight. They will find a way to be successful and be able to find the advantageous times when to throw the football down the field. So this is an offense that absolutely works because if you know it didn't, Mike Leach would not be around as long as he had. So uh, I expect this offense to get better. They're going through some growing pains now. Uh, got, got a lot of young guys who are trying to figure out how to play in this league, but also this is still a new system. We didn't have a spring, didn't have that off season to get really acclimated to what Coach Leach expects out of these guys. So. Everybody's still learning each other. After a year or two, I think he'll have 
uh, this team right in the spot it needs to be playing at a high level regardless of what kind of defense they see on the other side weekly. DJ Shockley will be on the call Saturday on ESPN with Dave Neal and Don Davenport. Appreciate all your time today, man. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the info. You got it, man. My pleasure. Appreciate you. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.